When we define ourselves as seekers, we are implying that we're missing something, that we're looking for something that we don't have. And the objective of this series is for me to explore in different materials this heart of seeking, which is really the center, the core of what we're looking for. And my idea here is to uh, expose and talk about the different uh, teachings that have been uh, given to us with the purpose of uh, arriving at that recognition, at that um, revelation of what it is that we're seeking. So the heart of seeking really is knowing ourselves. And this is what I want to take out in the different uh, texts and references that we have over time because that is precisely what we're looking for in the end. And so this particular video is to talk about the, what we call direct experience of what we're looking for uh, versus the conceptual and practice, uh, intellectualize ways to approach this seeking. Uh, this is not, of course, a case of which one is better or one against the other but rather to point out and emphasize that the core of what we're looking for can be seen through direct experience. And I'll talk about this towards the end of this video because I have a couple of things that I wanna share. One of them, for most of you most familiar with the law of one, is one uh, Q&A between Don and Ra that is very relevant to this point. But again, what we're trying to look for is here the essence what is the essence of this heart of seeking? And that would be, of course, looking for the creator. That's the first reference that we have. We are seeking the creator. And yet the creator is us. So that's why we abbreviated the saying, I'm seeking myself, I'm looking to know myself. Right, so what happens that there is a, uh, a split or a bifurcation of what is the uh, the path to follow and so this is where I want to talk about these two paths that exist and that have been used for thousands of years but my point is to emphasize that which is the center of the seeking and why we have uh, something that is the pathless path actually that's why we shouldn't even call it a path uh, because one path means that you need to travel, whereas this one is simply a direct recognition. So that's why I call it direct experience and then conceptual or practical uh, means with which to arrive to that recognition, to that knowing of the self, to knowing the creator as yourself. So I have chosen uh, the law of one to start this with, and I have here the uh, one of the many quotes that Ra has when they talk about this very particular recognition of the creator within yourself and what is the way to do it, right? So most of you familiar with the slide will see uh, this question is truncated from the original one to get to the point directly. But this is from session 52, question 11 where Don says, from the point of view of an individual who wishes to follow the service to others path from our 
present position in third density, is there anything of importance other than disciplines of personality, knowledge of self, and strengthening of will? Now, if you see, Don is going straight into those practices that go straight into the recognition of self. He talks about disciplines of the personality, which is really know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator. The knowledge of self, which is, again, just emphasizing that first point, and strengthening of the will, because the will is something that Ra emphasizes over and over again that should be sharpened enough to direct it towards what we want. Now, you would expect that Ra would say, yes, that's it, you know, there's nothing else. And yet they even go further to say that, no, in essence, they're not saying no, but you'll see why they're sort of negating this. See what they say. They respond, this is technique. This is not the heart. Let us examine the heart of evolution. Let us remember that we are all one. This is the great learning teaching. In this unity lies love. This is a great learned teaching. In this unity lies light. This is the fundamental teaching of all planes of existence in materialization. Unity, love, light and joy. This is the heart of evolution of the spirit. Now, you see, they're saying this is not the heart. What you call disciplines of the personality, strengthening of the will, all of this is technique. These are means with which to uh, approach and get closer to what we're looking for. What we're looking for is right now present. As you see, they're saying, um, let us remember that we are all one. This is, they're examining the heart of evolution, the heart of uh, being and becoming the creator. First of all, they start with let us remember that we're all one. This is a great reference to start with by saying that if you remember that everything is one, and there are many ways in which we can stimulate this knowledge, which is present in us at all times, we are just uh, bypassing it for the reinforcement of the feeling of separation, of the sensation of separation. So we're not fully paying attention to the truth of reality that everything is just one. The same word universe says it. There's just one universe or one cosmos. So this is a great learning teaching. We should start with this always. In this unity lies love. Well, you see, that's that seems to be a byproduct, if you will, of, uh, of infinity, of oneness, of limitlessness. Um, in this love, right, there is, this is a great learned teaching to know that there is love. If all there is is one and that one is love, you're off to a great start. And then they say, in this unity lies light. This is the fundamental teaching of all planes of existence in materialization. Because the whole universe, which is one, whose expression is love by default, that's the, if you see, we're actually tracing down the first uh, three, uh, three distortions of the law of one. The law of one has free will, then, which is the, the expression of oneness, 
then is love and then there is light in love there is light and that light is the expression of love so we are tracing back again the three the first three distortions of the law of one and in this light the materialization of all planes of existence this is the fundamental teaching because what we are experiencing is light it's movement you see it's what's called love light and light love and so they say unity love light and joy this is the heart of evolution of spirit now do you see technique here at all no there's no technique this is just a plain recognition that what you see is unity you don't see separation separation is a perception and perceptions deceive what you see at all times if you can recognize that you have seen unity in that unity you will see love and from that love you would see that everything that is expressed out of that is light or simply energy matter whatever you want to call this holographic universe this material universe this quantum universe whatever it is this is light and that is uh, that's not something that is found in practice or in techniques or intellectualization concepts and so on what else did they say to finish this off the second ranking lessons are learned taught in meditation and in service at some point the mind body spirit complex is so smoothly activated and balanced by these central thoughts or distortions that th that the techniques you have mentioned become quite significant however the universe its mystery unbroken is one always begin and end in the creator not in technique so now they're overlapping uh, the second ranking lessons which are learned taught in meditation and service these are the two that uh, sort of are the laboratory as i like to call it for expression and knowing of this knowledge you see the expression of this knowledge is done in meditation and in service to others so in your own being alone just without interaction or simply uh, without involvement at all but when you get involved with reality then you are of service because this knowledge can only be of service to itself you see, there is nobody here to be in service of. Like, I am an entity and I need to serve myself. That is the negative path. And so they examine this as the second ranking lessons, which are done in meditation and service. Then they say that at some point, the individual, the mind-body-spirit complex, the individual, the, um, the self that is experiencing this, will be so smoothly activated and balanced that uh, the central thoughts or distortions that uh, that we have been reinforcing, the first ones, love, light, joy, uh, all of this is, uh, and unity of course, all of this is going to uh, to be the, the empowerment of these techniques, you see? But we started with our technique, we started with a recognition of who we were then we go into techniques techniques are helpful to uh, improve and enhance this and they say 
always begin and end in the creator, not in technique. This puts such um, an importance into always living the reality of what is and not relying on techniques to become or to uh, transform yourself into something. Because if you start with the creator, techniques are only reinforcing the knowledge of the creator within yourself, as opposed to techniques uh, sort of uh, promising that they're going to make you become the creator. You will never get there because there is a separation between you and the creator and there are techniques mixed there that you need to do. And you keep doing and doing and doing and you'll never arrive at a place where you already are. You have to stop the technique at some point. And so this is emphasizing all sorts of teachings from meditation to yoga to um, any uh, practice that is done uh, physically. There's always a removal of the technique for you to uh, abide and first of all recognize and then abide in that recognition. So. I love this part of Ra when they talk about the uh, the process of first recognizing the reality of things, starting with the creator. Techniques may help enhance this, but they are not the way to arrive at the creator. You are already that, you see. Uh, and this is a great point in case for the idea that uh, we need to follow specific techniques. So this brings me to what is called a progressive path, which is the path in which we are uh, slowly approaching that point of unity. Uh, these are helpful and very skillful techniques in which to um, coerce the mind into saying, yes, don't worry, you'll get there. Uh, but at some point, the mind needs to fail. There is never an exception to this because the mind is still working from the egoic perspective. The spiritual ego is first enhanced and then slowly diminished towards the end. So it just dissipates fully or completely and that which remains is the self. Now I wanna use another quote from Ramana Maharshi for those who, who know him, uh, the greatest sage in India uh, in the last century, I would say the greatest sage in the last century and probably so many centuries in the past. So um, from Ramana Maharshi, we have this direct experience uh, teaching that is the core, of course, of my, uh, my own system. And so this is from his book or from a book that was compiled and it's talks with Sri Ramana Maharshi and this is talk 92, it's November. 1935 uh, and he says unbroken I I which is the way in, he, in which he he refers to the self the pure self unbroken I I or me I myself is the ocean infinite the ego I thought remains only a bubble on it and is called Jiva that is individual soul. The bubble too is water. When it bursts, it only mixes in the ocean. When it remains a bubble, it is still a part of the ocean. Ignorant of this simple truth, 
innumerable methods under different denominations such as yoga, bhakti, karma, each again with many modifications, are being taught with great skill and in intricate detail only to entice the seekers and confuse their minds. So also are the religions and sects and dogmas. What are they all for? Only for knowing the self. They are aids and practices required for knowing the self. So, very powerful paragraph here in which uh, Ramana Maharshi is talking about, once again, the direct pointing that he was known for. The I, I is the I that needs no other reference to be. The I thought, which is I exist as a function of this thought, is the ego, right? And yet the ego itself is, like he says, is a bubble, a bubble made out of water. And yet it feels separated, feels constricted, it feels uh, independent from the ocean, unknowingly being the ocean, made out of the ocean. So, um, when this bubble bursts, this is a great reference to death, uh, it mixes into the ocean and it just returns to, uh, to the fold, as it were. Uh, when it remains a bubble, it is still a part of the ocean. It, would never, it was never separated from the ocean, but um, ignorant of this simple truth, ignorant of the fact that the ego and everything else is just part of the, the same consciousness, then there are many methods that have been created. He talks about different yogas, bhakti, karma, uh, jnana. Uh, many yogas have been uh, devised, and that's just in India. We have created all kinds of progressive methods to arrive at this knowledge, you see. But he says, uh, all religions are also are uh, sects and dogmas. They're all for this purpose of knowing the self. So know yourself directly as opposed to needing to go through all of these processes you see so again this is uh, something that uh, reveals the possibility of just realizing this right now uh, there's another quote that i don't i didn't want to mention here but rob mentions uh, enlightenment one of the few parts where they talk about enlightenment they say enlightenment is of the moment who can know when somebody can open the gate to the present moment? You see, it's not something that's going to happen in the future. And yet these methods exist. Now let me make a case for these, um, for these methods. And the reason why I am, I'm talking about this. These methods exist for the same reason that, uh, and I'll give two examples, two analogies. Please don't take these analogies to the fullest extent because they're going to uh, waste in, in in their reference, but only take the mind that is able to do this. In my case, I can talk anecdotally and many references as well. Uh, there is the the possibility for me to make math, to do math in my own head, and I don't need to write it down. To a certain extent, of course, multiplication, division, high numbers, even equations. I had an affinity for doing this. And yet in school, they told me, don't do it in your head. 
you have to present it all in work. Now that's all fine and well because you need to present the way in which you do it and so on. Uh, but to reinforce that technique for me to do it when I can already do it in my head and I just know the numbers in my head, why would I need to do that? You see, it's unnecessary. And yet there's a lot of people who even with technique, they still have trouble doing math. They forget, they don't, they don't know how to. And so for people who have trouble uh, accepting this or doing it right away, then this, this is technique for. Oh, let me give you the other example, which is the opposite. My other half, Julie, she is uh, an artist and she studied graphic design. What happened to her? She was taught to follow specific models and angles and to uh, look at the different uh, polygons that can exist in, and, and start drawing technically from them. And she told me I had the same issue. People uh, or my, my teachers would tell me that follow this, uh, but they were of course a lot more lenient when they saw talent. Um, and she didn't need these references. Why? Because she could see it already. It was there as plain. You know, for her, it was just a translation of what she was seeing. And so, in the same way, these direct methods, which is Zen in all its glory, or the direct path, which is this system in which I simply teach this, um, this recognition, in all of them, there is a direct pointing that I believe that anybody who has awakened at this point is capable of seeing. This is not something that you are required to go through different incarnations. In fact, if you're listening to this and you have been listening to, uh, the, to the Law of One, very high chances that you are what is called a wanderer, which means that your sensitivity to awaken and see this is so uh, superficial, is there, is about to burst. So I believe, and I'm even going to quote Eckhart Tolle from a book he wrote over 20 years ago, where he said, I was shocked at the amount of people, it's called The Power of Now, uh, very popular, probably one of the most popular books uh, out there in enlightenment. And he said, I was shocked of the amount of people that responded to this because when I wrote it, I thought, well, maybe a couple of people are going to relate to this. But he said, people are ready for this teaching. And of course, Eckhart Tolle is another exponent of direct pointing. Present moment, right now is where you can realize everything. So again, this is not a case against uh, progressive paths. It's just a, uh, a reminder that they are not needed when you can see directly into the essence of being. And I think uh, more people are getting or becoming ready for this teaching. Uh, it's available and it doesn't require anything but just the knowledge or a true desire to know yourself. That's it. In any case, I wanted to make this video a lot shorter, but this is what came out. I appreciate you listening. Uh, if you like this type of video, I'll be coming up with more of these where I can extract things, not only from the law of one, but from other uh, teachers, masters who have been in the past giving us this same information. And again, all of it is going to be into the heart of seeking. So if you like this, you'll be following this series and 
all of it because I'm going straight into direct pointing with what really is. And I hope you enjoy. I hope this is helpful. And with nothing else to say, as usual, hope you take care of yourself. And I'll catch you in the next video.